Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the All Access USL podcast. It's been a little bit longer than I wanted um, it to be between episodes, but a couple things got in the way, but we're finally here. Uh, I'm recording this the night before it's supposed to go live, and we have a lot to talk about. Today and most of this week, I went through all the teams. I wanted to do some in-depth team reviews on how I think they're lining up Uh before the season starts, and granted, we are still about a month and a couple days change before the season does start, there's still time for plenty of moves to be made. And I also did make a um, table. This is going to be, and this, I did make like my prediction table, and this is going to be my set in stone prediction. I'm not going to change it based on any new signings that we see happen. I think we have a pretty good idea already at how good these teams are going to be. And I have all my stuff right next to me, uh, so I'm really excited to get into it. Um, the next couple episodes, don't really know what they're going to be about. I'll probably push out um, what I'm planning on my Instagram, at AllAccessUSL. Um, uh, as I'm planning those episodes, I haven't planned them yet, but uh, I would keep on the lookout because they should be coming out a lot quicker Um, than the uh, time between the second episode and this episode. But with that, we'll go right into the main bit of this episode, which is um, for each team, I picked out three players that I believe could be um, like new transfers that look like they're going to pan out, players that have had a rough couple, that have had a rough season, that had a rough season in 2021, or have had a rough couple seasons and look like they could be set for a um, like a return 2022 season or a breakout 2022 season, or players that I just think will continue to grow in 2022. And the first team we're going to start off with is Atlanta United 2. Atlanta United 2, and this can be said the same with New York Red Bulls 2 and um, one other side, doesn't Las Vegas. Las Vegas and... LA Galaxy 2. All of these, um, these four sides all really don't have a set in stone roster. Atlanta United 2 of those four teams have the most set in stone roster. So I was able to get three players out of that, but especially for uh, LA Galaxy 2 and New York Red Bulls 2, it was really hard to get three players together because there's just really no roster listed anywhere for those teams. Um, and their youth academy teams. So there's going to be a lot of movement. But for Atlanta United 2, it seems like there is some sort of core semblance of a roster set in stone, players that will be there all season. And I think one of those, um, our first, my first player on this list is Jackson Conway, a very versatile forward. He only had one goal in the USL Championship last season, zero assists in all games that he played. Um... But he seems like an MLS talent. Seems like he'll get minutes this season in the MLS. I know I just said that this seems like he could be a cool roster player, but um, he could make that move up. Like Rocco, we saw uh, Rocco Rios Novo um, get the move up. I'm sure we'll see players like Tyler Wolf, who I believe also has had a couple MLS minutes so far. Jackson Conlon might have a couple MLS minutes under his belt as well. I might. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. But yeah, Jackson Conway, one goal, zero assists in 2021. 
obviously not a great output, but I think this year he's got it in him. Uh, the second player, Vicente Reyes, a new young goalkeeper that Atlanta United 2 signed a couple weeks ago um, with Rocco Rios Novo uh, no longer at the club. It seems like Vicente Reyes um, is almost in a perfect position to just kind of walk into that number one spot for Atlanta United 2. I don't believe he has any other competition um, on that roster because Alec Khan made that move to FC Cincinnati and he was Atlanta United's backup for their MLS team. And I know sometimes he would come down to play for Atlanta United too if he wasn't getting that much game time with Atlanta United. But now that he's out the door, it seems like Vicente Reyes um, could be a set-in-stone starter from day one. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he will do um, in that starting spot. And then the third player we have is Machop Scholl. Uh, we didn't see a lot of him. Uh, same stats as Jackson Conway in 2021. One goal, zero assists. But I think he's kind of the exact same player almost as Jackson Conway. They're young. They're versatile. Um, they're wide players. And it seems like Machop Chol could really come into his own um, in 2022. Overall, Atlanta United 2, a very intriguing team. Um, but there's going to be an elite need to be a lot done this season if they want any sort of success. And I think Jackson Conway and Machop Scholl will be integral parts of any success that they do have this season. So, Atlanta United 2, done. Now let's move on to the Birmingham Legion. They have made some moves. Some absolute incredible moves. And the first move is Enzo Martinez, formerly of Charlotte Independents who have now moved down to USL League One. Very, very sad to see the Charlotte Independents go, I have to say. But um, seeing Enzo Martinez in a Birmingham Legion jersey just seems right. I think he's going to kill it there. Seven goals, four assists in 2021 for the Uruguayan. He will absolutely elevate this already incredible Birmingham Legion attack. So excited. Um, Matt Van Okel, nine clean sheets uh, with the Birmingham Legion in 2021. One of the better goalkeepers in terms of clean sheets um, in the league. Uh, and I think he continues that this season. I think uh, the Birmingham Legion will be a bit disappointed with how they went out in the USL Championship playoffs. And I think they'll really tighten up at the back. And I think we could see an even better side from them. And then, of course, how could I not put Bruno Lapa, five goals, two assists for the midfielder. Um, consistency is his best friend. I think he's just going to be as good as he always has been um, heading into this 2022 season. So Birmingham Legion, very, very, very good side. So, and that I will re reflect what I'm just saying uh, when we get to the um, my predictions for the table. So. Next, Charleston Battery. And the Charleston Battery are a very, very hard team to distinguish. It seems like they always have a really, really high ceiling and a really, really low floor. They could be incredible one game and terrible the next. And I think that all comes down to one side of the field or one side of their team being much better than the other. I think they've shored up their defense um, with the addition of Matt Sheldon, um, but I don't think that's enough, unfortunately. 
that attack has always been incredible. They always have goals in them, but that defense lets them down time and time and time again. And I think it's going to do that this year. So I haven't put any defenders on the Charleston battery for my three players. I've put all attackers because it seems like with very little defensive additions, they're just going to have to try to outscore their opponents as much as possible. Like We'll see like 5-4 results, 4-3 results, stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't seem like they'll get many uh, clean sheets, stuff like that. They won't win 1-0 that much this season, I don't think. So the first one, Claudio Repetto, nine goals, three assists. Very, very solid season from Repetto. Um, Joe Kuzminski, for a goalkeeper that I believe won uh, USL Goalkeeper of the Year, or he did win an award last year, I can't exactly remember which, only four clean sheets, but he was massive in goal. Some incredible saves, kept Charleston in games that they had no they had no real, like, they shouldn't have been in those games. Joe Kuzminski kept them in those types of games. So big ups to Joe Kuzminski. He's going to be massive for them for them again this year if, and I don't think they will, if they can, if they don't short that defense. And then Dominic Aduro, um, one assist, 2,100 minutes last season in the USL Championship. So a really hard worker. Constant minutes last last year, only the one assist, but I think he really comes into his own in this um, Charleston battery side. I think he will be able to really make that midfield his, and I think um, that could help, but we'll just have to wait and see. All right, the Colorado Springs switchbacks, and (laughs) I know I'm sure seeing you guys are... Hearing me stumble over my words plenty, it's just because I love talking about this, and I don't like editing it out. I like keeping this like as pure and as real as possible. That's besides the point, though. The switchbacks. Jeff Caldwell, how much praise can you give one goalkeeper? Nine clean sheets and 30 starts for Hartford in 2021. He was incredible crushing to not see him um, head into the playoffs with Hartford Athletic. But it seems like with a switchbacks team that's only gotten better, it seems like we'll finally see Jeff Caldwell get into the USL Championship playoffs. And I'm so excited to hopefully see that. Next, I'm sure you guys know where I'm going. It's Haji Berry. Golden Boot winner, 25 goals, along with 5 assists, 30 goal contributions in 33 USL Championship games. What more can you say? If he keeps any semblance of that goal-scoring prowess in 2022, the switchbacks will be right back up towards the top and probably even higher, Um, especially with the continued production of another player, Michi Ingelina. Eight goals, nine assists from him. And it seems like we, with the additions they have, the switchbacks could only get better. They were one of the most exciting teams to watch in 2021. And I think they'll be right 
up there again in terms of the table and style of play and goal scoring and all of that. There just seems like they are poised to be almost, I'd say, a favorite to win the USL Championship uh, title. So excited to see what they're up to next. Detroit City, and this is a hard one. Uh, they're picking up a lot of NASL and those types of players that they're familiar with. They're bringing a lot of old players back. Um, NISA players, stuff like that. Bring a lot of old players back. Um, they did pick up Abdullah Diop. He had one goal. He's young. He's got a lot of USL experience with Atlanta United too. So I think that's a very solid pickup um, for Detroit City. Uh, Declan Wynn. A good defender, MLS and USL experience. That MLS experience is huge. A lot of players with MLS experience come down to the USL Championship and just flourish. Now, granted, not all the time, but I think Declan Wynn, um, he's done fairly well in his time in the USL, so I think that's another very solid pickup for Detroit. And then Connor Rutz, five goals, two assists in NISA um, in 2021. So, and it's always it's hard to tell how players do in NISA and that how their stats and how they play and that will carry over to the USL championship, but a very solid player in Connor Rutz. So Detroit city, not too shabby. Wouldn't expect too much from them in this first season, but you know, you never know. They could blow us out of the water with how well they play. I highly doubt they will though. All right. Now the El Paso locomotive and I picked three, for them, when I really wanted to pick four, so I have an honorable mention in Sebastian Velasquez. Obviously, he's an incredible player, but I think the three players I picked above him will be just that much more influential in terms of winning games and stuff like that. Obviously, Velasquez is really good, but I think the other three um, will have more room to grow, more room to contribute, stuff like that. The first one, um, I think you guys know, it's Diego Luna. Only 18, already getting reps with U.S. Youth National Team's nine goals and five assists for the El Paso Locomotive in 2021. This year, he could really make this El Paso team his. He could really run the USL Championship and maybe even get that move um, into MLS, move abroad. Big, big, big money for El Paso, where they can just spread it across the rest of the team. And obviously, you'd love to see Diego Luna stay and grow in El Paso, but I think for right now, that's a bit too unrealistic so i think getting a sale for him getting plenty of money spreading it across the team making a incredible like one of the best usl championship teams you've ever seen type team with that money is kind of the dream here with diego luna but i think we'll appreciate him while he's here excited to see how he plays in 2022 next harry brockbank on loan from bolton an incredible pickup. He's a young, experienced defender. He can play both fullback positions. I believe he can also play uh, at center back if need be. He's still very, very young. He's got um, loads of potential. He's got EFL experience in League One. I believe League Two as well. And I also believe he might have a bit of Scottish Prem experience. I'm not too sure. I think I might be thinking of a different Brock Bank. But, correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but a very, very classy pickup from the El Paso Locomotive there. Very good pull to get a player like that in as well. 
And then, obviously, I think you guys also know Luis Selignac, 10 goals, 7 assists for the forward. If he continues that kind of output, El Paso will do all right this year. All right, next, Hartford. Um, I think Hartford will have a tough year this year. I really do. Um, Three, I picked Yunus Budati, two assists. Um, I think he can pick it up this year. We'll see. Peter Lee Vassell coming on over from Indy 11. Three goals, one assist last season. Um, Seems like a pretty decent pickup for that midfield. Uh, We'll see how he does. We'll see how it goes. Um, Not expecting too much from him, but, you know, could be good. And then I think the big one, Obergon Jr., 10 goals, two assists. It seems like he is one of those players. Maybe I could have put Rashawn Daly on here. Maybe Rashawn Daly has goals in him, but I don't know. I think Obergon Jr. will be that player that, they might need to just count on time and time again to get them out of a tough situation or stuff like that. And the loss of Jeff Caldwell doesn't help either. Um, they did bring in Austin Pack. He's good, but I just don't know what to expect from this Hartford team. I have very low expectations. We go from low expectations to, honestly, I put them low in the in my predictions, but I have high expectations for Indy 11. Uh, Nikki Law, three goals, one assist in 2021. I don't think that's anywhere near the output we thought he had in him. I thought, or at least I thought he would do a lot better. I was thinking almost like 10 goals, 10 assists type thing. But I think this year, now that he's acclimated to the league, now that he's got a season under his belt, we'll find, we will see Nikki Law flourish um, with this Indy 11 team. We'll see him be that playmaker that um, he has been in England. We'll see him score goals. We'll see him be a leader in this team, and maybe that can push in the 11 higher at the table. Um, Noah Power, um, good defender. And then Neville Hackshaw, very versatile, can play in midfield and can play center back. Very, very good players in Noah Powder and Neville Hackshaw. Excited to see how they improve this season. <clears throat> All right. Next. We have LA Galaxy 2, and like I was saying earlier, this is a team that does not have a very set-in-stone roster. So the one player that I picked um, for them is Preston Judd. I think we could see a bit more attacking output from him this year. We could see a couple more goals. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this um, team. Uh, they did trade a bit away. They did release a few players. So it's kind of up to what they've got left. Um, and I don't know what they've got left. So the only player I could really pick was Preston Judd, which is unfortunate because um, it seems like the teams that are staying in the USL Championship team in the USL Championship, bar Loudoun United, uh, and we'll get to them after Los Dos. But it seems like Atlanta United 2, Galaxy 2, and New York Rebels 2 are kind of getting ready to pull the plug on the USL Championship and are just um, ready to finish like bottom of their respective conferences, which sucks because that's three teams we can kind of count on not really being competitive. But again... We'll see what they toss out there as the time comes. And I think I can say the same, unfortunately, about the Las Vegas Lights. I think they'll stick around, but I think 
the sooner that they're not affiliated with LAFC, the better. All right, next. Loudon. I have two players for them. I could put Grant Lillard, but I don't. He's very inconsistent. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But the two I picked, Sammy Gadiri, um, still has room to grow. I believe he's about 24. Uh, very good defender. Was with Inter Miami last season. Got a couple MLS appearances under his belt. So I think him coming to Loudon makes sense. I think he'll be able to grow here. I think he'll be able to make a nice home in that Loudon United back line. And then Jermaine Forda, he was incredible for Loudon United. If he would have absolutely carried a team, he could have carried a team to the USL Championship playoffs on his back last season, in my opinion, if he had any semblance of a competent back line in front of him. Because that Loudon United team last year was god-awful, and Jermaine Forda was a, like, a light in a dark room. That was a terrible analogy, but he was a shining star in a god-awful Loudon United team. Next, Louisville City. Um, Louisville City are always good. Um, but I did pick two. I think we all know about like Del Piccolo, OMB, stuff like that. I did pick Cameron Lancaster, 20 goals. Um, last season, one playoff goal, incredible player, has always been incredible for Louisville City. I think it'll stay like that um, in 2022. No worries there. But I did pick Wilson Harris, two goals, one assist last season in the USL Championship, and also 10 MLS appearances under his belt last season with Sporting Kansas City. Very, very, very good stuff for him, and I'm very excited to see how he flourishes under an already clinical um, Louisville City attack. I think he's got goals in him, and I think this Louisville City team will allow him to flourish. And finally, finally, he'll have that opportunity to be a bagsman. Um, and then Enosh Mushagalusa, eight goals, four assists. He's also still very young, 22, I believe. So they've really made that attack younger and somehow better as well. Wilson Harris and Enosh Mushagalusa, very, very, very good pickups. Next, Memphis 901. And I think we'll see Memphis come down from that 2021 high. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Talk more about that later. But briefly, don't think they'll make it. Uh, so I picked Reese Buckmaster. He's got room to grow. A solid player. Michael Salazar, five goals, two assists. Um, in 2021, and Dre Fortune, two goals, two assists. Uh, Michael Salazar, thinking up his game a little bit, he'll have to with the loss of Kyle Murphy. And then Dre Fortune, I think, will be able to improve his game um, as well this season. But yes, loss of Kyle Murphy is huge. I don't think they've replaced him at all. Um, now we move on to Miami. And would you know what? Kyle Murphy, 20 goals, one playoff goal. And two assists for Kyle Murphy with Memphis in 2021. Absolutely incredible season from him. Uh, and Miami FC have gotten an absolute steal in picking him up. So excited to see how he um, goes with them in 2022. Uh, Florian Vallow, 12 MLS appearances for him in 2021. 
I think he's one of these midfielders who will come down and could either be incredible, one of the best midfielders in the league, or he'll taper off a bit and we won't really hear his name that much. I'm expecting him to be one of the better midfielders in the league this season, but we'll see. Uh, He's very creative. I don't think um, we really got to see that with the Red Bulls, and especially now with MC Cincinnati with how bad they've been. So I'm really excited to see what he does with Miami. Um, And then young defender Aiden Stanley, very excited to see what he's got in store, um, improving his game in 2022. Nine MLS appearances in 2021 for Aiden Stanley. He's still only 22. Very, very excited. Now, move on to new boys, Monterey Bay. Um, I only picked two here because they're still building their roster. I think we're getting a semblance of what the roster is going to look like. Um, I'm excited to see how they do in 2022. Not expecting much, though, to be completely honest. Not expecting much. I picked Walmart Martinez. Two goals, one assist with two goals, one assist with Hartford in 2021. Not great. The output will most likely improve because he'll be one of the players that it seems like their first signing, they're trying to build around Walmart Martinez. And then Rafa Diaz, eight games, two clean sheets with a very poor Sacramento side in 2021. So I think it'll be nice for Diaz to just have a spot locked down for once. I think he's got the spot locked down. We'll see, though. Next, New Mexico United. Um, three incredible options here. Nico Brett, 18 goals, three assists. What more can I say? Incredible attacking output um, last season. Very, very excited to see how he improves this New Mexico United front line. Uh, Jerome Kiesewetter, one goal, two assists last season. Um, not much output from him, but I think uh, New Mexico, with how they play, um, and with a lot of the attacking options and the midfield options that they have, Kisavetter will get better service and he'll get better opportunities and we'll just see a better Jerome Kisavetter this season. And one of those players that can help him out is Chris Weehan. 14 goals, 4 assists with Orange County and New Mexico in 2021. Um, he's forever been good. And I think we'll see him continue that form uh, in 2022. And before we head to a break, uh, we have New York Red Bulls too, and I didn't pick anybody because there was really nobody on the roster. It's like a seven-player roster right now, players that are there, and none of them really impress me as players that will really step up and make a name for themselves this season. So I said interchanging roster, no real expectations. I think they'll be really far down uh, towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference, unfortunately. So we're going to take a quick break and then we will head into the other teams all right and we are back and we'll head straight into oakland now this oakland team started off 2021 incredibly poor and they really picked it up towards the end getting that seventh spot in the playoffs and i think we'll see oakland um finish higher than seventh this year uh linda Mathaka, two goals four assists very influential despite not many goal contributions. A really big presence on the field for Oakland. Um, Alejandro Fuenmayor comes down to Oakland. Three MLS appearances in 2021 with the Houston Dynamo. I think the USL Championship will be his level, and he'll really flourish here, especially at Oakland. And then Darius Formella, seven goals, three assists. Really underrated pickup, I think, for Oakland. And I think he'll be their 
number one forward. I think he'll be that guy for Oakland. I think he'll be what they wanted Quincy America to be. So excited to see what Formella does. Now we've got reigning USL champions, Orange County. And I think this season they're kind of a mixed bag. Um, There's a lot there. There's a lot to like. Can they go back to back? Why not? Will they go back to back? Maybe. Who knows? I don't think anybody really expected them to win it all this year or last year. I don't think many people expect them to win it this year, but we saw how that worked out last year. So who knows? Um, for them, I've got Eric Kubo Torres. He had 20 MLS appearances, starts, and coming off the bench in 2021. No goals. He has shown the ability to score in the MLS before. So I think coming down to the USL Championship with Orange County will be perfect for him. I think he'll have an incredible season. Maybe 20 goals plus. Maybe that's being a bit too optimistic. I don't know. But all I do know is that he's got that ability. He just needs to find that form again. I put Seth Kasipli here. Um, local could contribute more to the team. We'll just have to see how that goes. But I think he's got it in him to um, be that um, local guy that almost like um, casual, usual local player you find in most starting levels in the USL Championship. I think he'll be that guy this year. And I think we could see even more from him. Uh, and then Kobe Henry, I think he's young, bags of potential, could really make that back line his. And again, it could be one of those situations, almost like with Diego Luna, where he really improves the season. He gets that move abroad um, when he turns 18, if he hasn't turned 18 already. Um, but when he does make that move abroad, bring in a good amount of money, spread it across the team, and really create something big, create an Orange County team. That will be competitive. That will be really good. That will be pushing for the top of the West, pushing for USL Championship um, titles every single season. So excited to see how Kobe Henry goes this year. With Phoenix, um, I picked the whole team because we know they'll be good this year. We know that they will be really good. The loss of Solomon Asante is big, um, but I think they got plenty of players um, to pick up the slack, I think they'll finish top of the West again um, this year. Um, but they really need to find that sense of urgency in the playoffs. They've done it time and time again in the regular season, but they need to do it in the playoffs when it matters. Winning the West every season is fun and dandy, but what do you have to show for it when you can't win the big one? At the end of the day. So Phoenix, that whole team needs to come together and just win the USL Championship title for the sake of staying sane for their supporters and that team. I think one more season where they don't, one or two more seasons where they don't win it, we can see them fall apart. Um, so, yeah. Now, Pittsburgh. Um, first one, I picked Danny Griffin. Two goals. One assist last year, but every single game, it seems like Danny Griffin improves. And I think um, he was drafted by the Columbus crew, released by them, came down to Pittsburgh. Seemed like he might just be a squad player, but he's really um, forced himself into that starting role. And I think he'll just continue to improve 
this season. So very excited for him and very excited to see how he plays this year. Uh, Russell Cicerone, 16 goals, 8 assists. Incredible forward. Um, expect a lot from him this year. And then Cronado Forbes, 5 goals, 7 assists. He's 33 years old. His production might die down a little bit this year. But I did add a fourth player, an honorable mention. Of course, I had to put Dane Kelly. Um, all-time USL Championship top goal scorer. Um, I don't know how often he'll get on the field. He might start from day one. We'll see. Uh, I don't know how many goals he'll score. It could be between like four or five. It could be 10 or ten or more. Um, it all just depends on what kind of role he has this year. But I don't think he came to Pittsburgh to really sit on the bench. So um, I think Dan Kelly could be a big contributor. Um, RGV, I did only pick one play for them, but I said filling the losses of Dispay and Amo um, will be big, especially coming off a season where they got into the playoffs, which was big. Uh, I picked Juan Cuzine as the one player, three goals, one assist. He's still only 23. He's got plenty of USL championship experience. Um... So we'll see how that goes. I think he can improve a good amount this year. We'll see how RGV do. Maybe they get back into the playoffs. Maybe they don't. Um, Sacramento, I only picked one player, and that's Rodrigo Lopez. Five goals, six assists, one uh, playoff goal, I think. Yeah, five goals, six assists for Rodrigo Lopez. Last year, Sacramento, I think another underwhelming season is in store for them, unfortunately. Just haven't filled out the squad like they need to. Um, not many options either. So, San Antonio now. A very, very impressive attack, I'll have to say. So, picking three players was hard. Um, but the first one I picked is Jordan Farr. Five clean sheets. Was with San Antonio for their playoff um, campaign in 2021. Very good for them. Got himself that... Um, Permanent deal with San Antonio, so that's big for him coming over from Indy. Matthew Cardone as well, eight clean sheets in 2021. Sucked that he had to miss the playoffs, but they've got two impressive goalkeepers. And then Elliot Collier, 17 MLS appearances in 2021. Has had time with Memphis 901 in the USL Championship as well. So we'll see how they go. Um, the loss of Gallegos, I believe. Yes, Jose Gallegos, huge. But I think San Antonio will be okay. Now, San Diego. We've got Coque Vegas comes in from Levante Udi. Only three appearances in 2021. Um, will that affect how he starts off or his form? Most likely. But I think he'll pick it up um, the farther we get into the season. I think he'll really shine for San Diego. Kyle Vassell, four goals, three assists in all 2021-2022 EFL competitions. Good player. San Diego, I think they did well on that one. I think he could be immense for them. And then Jack Metcalf, one goal, one assist. Good leader for San Diego. I think will continue to be that leader. And I think could add a couple more goals and assists to his locker um, this season. Now, Tampa. We've got CJ Cochran on loan from the on hiatus OKC Energy. Nine clean sheets last season in a very underwhelming OKC Energy team. Uh, Sebastian Guenzati, 21 goals, 6 assists, 1 playoff goal on the road to that USL Championship final. Um, 
He is incredible for them. And then Steven Dos Santos, 10 goals, 4 assists, 2 playoff goals for him in that playoff campaign. Uh, Guanzotti and Dos Santos, pretty much the heart and soul of that um, Tampa Bay attack. And obviously they've got players like Tejada, Lucky Umkasana, stuff like that. They did lose Forrest Lasso. Big, big loss there, but I think they'll be all right. And then we finish off with FC Tulsa. They've got J.J. Williams, five goals, six assists. The only thing I'm worried about with J.J. Williams is temperament issues. He's got, he likes to lash out sometimes. He had a one red card um, in 2021. Um, if he can dial that down a little bit, I know one red card doesn't seem like, obviously it isn't a lot, but red cards for forwards, not very common, so... We'll see how that goes. Adrian Dispay coming in from RGV. One goal, one assist. A steady presence for RGV last year as they made the playoffs. So excited to see how he does. And then Joaquin Rivas, six goals, three assists. One playoff goal for him last season. Big re-signing there for FC Tulsa. Excited to see if he can improve and add more goals um, this season. So that covers all the teams. And now we head into the um, table prediction to finish out the episode. So, 14 teams in the East, 13 in the West, 14th in the East. And I also did points predictions, because why not? 14th in the East, I have New York Rebels 2 on 18 points. Not expecting much from them. No real semblance of a roster right now. And I think they're getting ready to pull the plug on the USL Championship. Um, so yeah, uh, 13th, Atlanta United 24 points. Um, think they've got a couple intriguing options there, but in the end, still a bit off that playoff mark. 12th, Detroit City, 32 points. And I also have Loudoun United in 11th on 32 points. think they'll be pretty equal as I just said in their points totals, but I think um, Detroit City will have a tough time acclimating to the league, especially bringing in all these NISA players in. Um, and then Lottie United, I really like the business business they've done so far, so I think they'll make a decent jump from that 2021 mark, a very disappointing season, to still not a great year in 2022, but better, more competitive for sure. Tenth, got Hartford on 37 points. Not many great options there, so... Pretty self-explanatory. Ninth, I got Memphis 901. Um, loss of Kyle Murphy is big. I think that could be one of the main reasons that they don't make the playoffs. In eighth, I've got Indy 11. I know I was talking about, I think they have every opportunity to shoot at the table, but I there's just some part of me that thinks they'll still miss the playoffs. So Indy 11. In 8th on 41 points. In Memphis, 9-1 and 9th, I have on 38 points. FC Tulsa in 7th, uh, 44 points. Middle of the road. Decent side. Um, Charleston Battery in 6th on 51 points. A good ways ahead of Tulsa in 7th by 7 points ahead. But, um, like I said, very, very big, di- very big differences between that attack and um, defense. Or Charleston Battery. In fifth, I've put Louisville City on 52 points. I think it'll be a bit of an underwhelming season for Louisville, but 
we all know they really shine towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. So I think that's where we can expect them to do their business. Fourth, I've put the Pittsburgh Riverhounds on 55 points. Dame Kelly, very clinical attack. Pittsburgh Riverhounds always show up. And third, I've got the Birmingham Legion. I think they'll take another step forward. I've got them on 58 points. Um, third in the East. Second, I've got the Tampa Bay Rowdies on 61 points. I do think they will be um, unseated as the number one seed. And I think that will be by the Miami FC, who I believe will finish first on 65 points. I really, really love the business they've done. They've kept that nice defense with players like Paco Craig, and then they've added massively up front in any field with players like Florian Vallo and Kyle Murphy. So excited for Miami's season. Now in the West, we start down in 13th, and we have two teams lower in points than New York Rebels 2 that I've predicted. In 13th, I put the LA Gal, I put Los Dos um, on 16 points, and in 12th, I put Las Vegas on 17 points. I am expecting them to ship a lot of goals and to not be competitive this year. So it sucks, but I think that's something we can reasonably expect. In 11th, I've put RGV on 29 points. Um, some big losses. I wouldn't expect them to make the playoffs again this year. 10th, I've put Monterey Bay on 33 points. Their roster's coming together. I'm not too impressed with it. Walmart Martinez is a good signing. Um, production in 2021 was iffy. Rafa Diaz is a good option in goal, but I don't know. Just not really impressed by them so far. In ninth, uh, I've put Sacramento and Republic on 42 points. And in eighth, I've put El Paso on 42 points as well. Um, there are eight really good teams in the West. One of them had to miss the playoffs, and I think that'll be El Paso, uh, unfortunately. Um, Sacramento, ah, I don't know. They have every opportunity to grow. They're in a great area, but they just don't. So, not sure. In 7th, I've got Orange County on 46 points. Obviously, last year, um, they finished pretty low in the playoff picture, and they won it all, so maybe this is another dream come true position for Orange County. I've got them on 46 points. In 6th, I've got New Mexico on 50 points. A lot of good options up top, but they're always very middle of the road for some reason, and I think it'll stay that way. In 5th, Got the Oakland Roots on 53 points. I think they'll make that step forward from 7th to 5th. I think we can expect a lot more attacking-wise. And I think they'll be able to tighten up at the back. Um, in 4th, I've got the San Diego Loyal on 53 points as well. Um, have always been a very consistent side since they've joined the league. And I think we'll see that again this year. 3rd, I've got San Antonio on 61 points. And this is where we start seeing that gap. Because in 2nd, I've got the switchbacks on 71 points. I think... They'll be better than the rest, but not quite as good as the obvious number one, I think. Phoenix Rising, I've put on 83 points. I think they'll run away with the league yet again, like they always seem to do. But it seems like it could almost be, once again, the same old story. Run away with the league, choke it in the playoffs. But we'll see. So, with that, we come to the end of today's episode. I just went through all the teams and predictions. So, covered a lot today. Next episode should hopefully come out next week. 
um, and I'll keep you guys updated on what to expect for that episode on Instagram. So until then, until then, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next time.